Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. to the things we say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. And we are joined by our Facebook live audience. And I'm very distracted right now. You're very distracted? Why yes. are you so distracted? <laughs> There's blood on your walls. Oh, that's not blood. I think that's old candle wax or something. I don't actually uh, know what that is. Like right there. Yeah, but they can't see it. Okay. So it's okay. Yeesh. Okay, I'm going to make this bigger okay. to not... see if you can actually see better. And you can't. And I can see no, better. You... Oh, you can? No. It's no. probably even further away. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's all I'm good. Sorry, but it's all good. So, yes, for those of you who are watching, we do all just dance a little jig every time our <laughs> our intro song plays. I wonder how many people's minds we just blew that we don't say the intro every single time. When I was a kid, I didn't realize that musicians went into a studio and multi-tracked. I thought they just went and played everything just live. Jammed. Yeah, and just recorded it all at once. So I was like 15 or 16 before I realized multi-tracking was a thing. Because the internet wasn't a thing really at that yeah. time, so you couldn't just find that stuff out. You just kind of had to go with what you thought. I thought wrong things is basically yeah, what I'm saying. That happens. It does happen. Did you know? Give it up. There will be no impeachment. All right. And give, I have give a theory as to why I stole it from someone. Much wiser than me. Give it up. But they said this little fact, and I think it's true from what I've read. Okay. The Senate is where impeachment is held. So the impeachment, House first. No, House brings articles of impeachment. Right, that's like right. Once that's right. they draw up the articles of, of impeachment, they send it to the, to the Senate. The Senate is basically like a jury in a jury trial where they try the charges against the president. Right. And I think, like, with Clinton's, there was, like, 40-some different charges. Yeah. Whatever. And, and they have to decide, like, guilty or not guilty on all of them. So they're like a jury. So while impeachment hearings are happening, it's similar jury rules to a normal jury, which is you cannot go talk about the case anywhere. You can't go out and about and do all this. But what you cannot do, one thing that you are specifically barred from while impeachment hearings are happening is campaigning. No sitting senator can actively campaign during an impeachment yeah. hearing. During, which, dur while the impeachment which is happening. For the Democrats, that would automatically take out uh, Elizabeth Warren. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Uh, um, Cory Booker. Cory Booker is he would still be in? Out. He's still in. Uh... <laughs> Is Christian Gillibrand a representative? Uh, Klobuchar would be the another, another one. No, she's governor. What? She's governor, isn't she? No. Wait, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Shows how much we've been paying attention. But it would basically leave uh, the boy mayor, or whatever his name is. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Maybe Andrew Yang if he still exists. That. Yeah, they would, they would like be able to campaign and none of the senators would. So you think any of these senators are going to set up a scenario in which... It's going into the campaign, and they are not allowed to be out on the trail. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, Regardless of how it goes. And the only thing they win if they actually do impeach Trump is that they get Pence in. Yeah. Like, yeah. What What do you gain from that? I, I don't I, think no, this actually nothing. goes to the Senate. I really I, don't. I would agree with you. But so. again, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot going on all the time that I just roll my eyes at and be like, what is this? Hey, Matt has joined us. I can't read what he wrote. He said... It's like law school up in here. That's what Matt Barris just said. I'm <laughs> Sorry, glad we could. That was the did you know. Okay. It was just the did you know. I have another did you know. Okay, give if it. you guys give don't it. want to be political. Give it. Did you know that no one was called guy, like that guy or you guys? Yeah. Or using the word guy before uh, November of 1605? Really? Remember, remember the 5th of November? Guy Fawkes. Okay. The very first guy. And when people started to burn him in effigy and yeah. make little effigies of him on the 5th of November. Right. If you resembled at all one of these little effigies that they made, you were just called a guy. This you one guy. Like a guy. So it was, it was referencing the, the inanimate yeah. effigy Every that was made. Every time that you say the word guy or you guys, you're referencing Guy, guy Fox. Fox and the failed assassination attempt. Of, on the entire parliament, yeah. the entirety of parliament. King James he tried, the First. He tried and to the blow up parliament. He tried to blow up parliament. Is what what that guy did. I thought that was going to segue us out of politics. We're still there. Yes, Just we are. 1601 politics. British politics doesn't matter. That's right. At least that kind of British politics. <laughs> Neither doesn't does matter. Canadian politics. No, Canadian politics really doesn't matter. I spent last week with a group of Canadians from Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. And How was that? We brought up we brought <laughs> we brought up politics, and it's funny for them. It's like. Rural conservative, urban liberal as well. Yeah. And the liberals were totally behind Trudeau and the conservatives thought he was the biggest buffoon ever. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, what is a divided, what is a divided government? Like now he has to lead a divided government. They're like, ah, he's still going to get what he wants. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't understand your, your no. process at all. No, I don't it, understand. Now I think we're at the place where it should be scrolling. Is it scrolling or no? I don't know. Facebook. Has, there, we go. there we go. Okay, so Hi, it Sam. is scrolling. Oh, Kaylin joined. Hi. Hi, Todd. We got all kind of people coming in. Was Guy meant yeah. to be gendered? Okay, Guy was gendered because it references Guy A Fox. specific person, Guy Fox. But I suppose if you had a girl that looked like the Guy Fox... Then like it would the work. Guy Fox mask with the mustache yeah. and the... Like, uh, v for Vendetta. This yeah. is what we're talking about. Like, Which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah, great movie. Great but movie. Not historically accurate. Not at totally. all. No. <laughs> well, technically, it's fictional. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, a fictional environment. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Two did you knows from Sheldon. Two did I like you knows. I like it. So typical uh, Facebook Live rules. Uh, you guys set the agenda of what we talk about. So uh, those of you that are here, basically, we just want to hear from you guys, and uh, we want to kind of give our very well-informed or ill-informed opinions about whatever it is that you want to ask about. So uh, those of you that are on here that are checking in, uh, start throwing us some stuff. Yeah, if you have a topic, you can throw it out. Um, I do have a running question throughout this night that I want to ask any of you that are on and yes. you can write this as long or short form as you want. Um, the running question is going to be, <laughs> go ahead. If you, <laughs> did you see what Matt said? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> we can talk about Kanye. We can I'm talk ready. We'll I'm talk ready about for Kanye. that. But what was um, your running uh, thing? And the running thing is if you had a bad habit, and I don't care if it was biting your nails Ooh. or something even worse, how did you break that bad habit? And what, to what lengths did you go? Yeah. And, and I think... Um, I, I think this would just be helpful for all of us. We all have habits that we'd like to totally. break or whatever. But I love hearing those stories from people mm. and how they overcame something. I deleted Twitter in January and I haven't gone back. Um, there has been a few times where something was referenced on Twitter and I clicked the link and went to the mobile version of yeah. Twitter, like yeah, on yeah. the internet version, not instead in of the, the app. app. Yeah. And, and just to see what they were talking about and go back. But uh, it's been pretty good. Now, I'm thinking that after a year off, I might go back on and see if I'm able to behave myself, at, like let myself interact with Twitter in a way that is better. It's healthier. Yeah. It's healthier. Like, Fair enough. For me, the one thing that it got rid of when I deleted Twitter is now there is currently nothing on my phone that when I pick it up, I know I can immediately go here and see something new. Yeah. That's the one thing that I lost is like, because uh, I had deleted Facebook a long time ago. And then I had, I had Twitter and it was like, okay, let me see what's new. And I tried doing it with Instagram. It just doesn't draw me in like yeah. it does my wife. My wife it's loves moms. Instagram. It's moms on Instagram. <laughs> it's moms on yeah, Instagram. It's Teenagers moms. are on Instagram. You know, honestly, if I didn't follow, if I didn't follow accounts that were gun centered and music centered, I would literally have no content on my, on my Instagram at all whatsoever. So. Kanye. We actually did a podcast on Kanye we got and Justin little, Bieber. We got a little ahead of the we curve. We were ahead of this. Just a little bit. Be, we did a whole podcast on him before Kanye released his record, before he released the interview that he did, and, and all of this stuff, like before it was super public. Right. We went out ahead of it and said, we believe that there's treasure everywhere. We believe that's what what's happening with Kanye. He deserves the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like he deserves... and And... The other thing that I will say now after watching a long interview with him and listening to the album, this dude is going to fail at some point. Yeah. And we need to treat him like any other Christian brother. And yeah. that is support, love, care for him, you know, and where where he's wrong or whatever, you don't have to be on board with him where, where yeah. he ends up being wrong here or there. That's okay. It's all part of the journey. It's right. part of the process. But I celebrate the beginning of this journey. This is amazing. I, I the Lord is agree. at work. Yes, I would completely agree. Something something is happening, and, and there's clearly been an actual experience that he's had. Um, I'm not going to buy this whole thing. Oh, it's just an act. He's just trying to sell records because he was already going to sell records. I mean, dude is, is one of the, the most well-known hip-hop artist in the world. He's one of the most sought after in terms of the music he makes, in terms of his production. He did not need this. In fact, this is probably, in a lot of ways, more detrimental to him to even try to do this. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was telling Sheldon, one of the things that I love, especially about the album, is even though there are some things that I initially was like, ah, I don't know what I think of that, or that's just okay. Like, for example, I didn't initially like the Chick-fil-A song, but after listening, through, after listening through the whole thing... I actually love the song. I mean, and the, watching his interview where he talks about how his family shuts down on yeah, Sunday. They don't do right. anything else. Right. They really do close the walls around the house. And they're a very public family, but right. they really close themselves in on Sunday. Yeah. And that's when he says, you know, closed on Sunday, you're my Chick-fil-A. Yeah, he's referencing he's, he's the family. He's comparing it to the one thing that we all know is closed on Sunday, but it's all about his family. Right. And and he talks in, in the interview, uh, it's on YouTube, you just type in Kanye West interview and it should come up. But anyway, he, he does a interview where he talks about um, 
that process and then how north was like when they were doing sunday service but they were doing it in different spots yeah north was like i want church here yeah every sunday so they every sunday they take sunday service to their home yeah and instead of going somewhere else and that's for his family he does yep. that for yep. and that's that's super cool like i love seeing the interaction with the kids i yeah. like all of it um it's it's very very public it's going to be interesting yeah i'm here for the ride i i i have been waiting for there there i know that the black church carries such weight in american christianity yeah. and i've been really waiting for some massive movement yeah. that starts there. And even though this is a little outside of, of established church stream, yeah. I think it really has a great flavor to it. It has great passion behind it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board to see and, where this goes. And specifically to um, specifically uh, what you asked about the Christian reaction, I think we're seeing a lot of Pharisaic-type religion in the, in the reactions to, to Kanye. Um, I'm, I'm seeing people who are jumping all over him because he's not within the very tradition, the very things that you're saying. Right. But that's the thing. I don't really feel like I'm looking at Kanye and I'm hearing the things he's saying and I'm listening to this album. I don't feel like he's trying to be a leader. He's not trying to be a leader of a movement. He is just, this is something that has happened to him and he's expressing it. And he's surrounded himself with people who are the leaders of what is going right. on. He's not the pastor no. of Sunday services. He's like, but we have a pastor now. Yeah, yeah. He's not, and yeah. he's not trying to be. Um, he's just using the platform he's got to get this out there. And um, I just saw that uh, that there's been a massive spike in Google search of Jesus and what Christians believe, asking the question what Christians believe since Kanye's albums come out. So there's something happening, and my biggest thing is this is a returning for him. This is not... This is not out of a vacuum. He was raised yes. in the church. He knows this life. He, but, I mean, you hear the man talk in these interviews. Something has happened. Yeah. Something has clearly happened. And he's still got his political views that he's, he's separated from this other than he feels free to express them because of what he's experienced with Christ. But And you can disagree or agree with that, and he's okay with that. I mean, in interviews he said, he's like, let's agree to disagree. It's great. I, um, I, I'm just – I'm totally intrigued. Um, and, Matt, you said something here about a, a Saul de Paul – Making it a, a Saul to Paul comparison. Yeah, and it, and I think there's something to that. His his com, his own comparison is Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, and I love that yeah. because of the way his where his pride was. Yeah, and and how self centered most of the things was, and how he was drugged by his addictions here and there mm -hmm. and everywhere, and then finally like coming to that that moment where. No, Lord, you are bigger. Yeah, you are bigger than me. I am not the biggest, baddest thing on the block. You yeah. are, and and I surrender everything to you. And that that Nebuchadnezzar moment is like when he said that. I'm like that feels like prophecy. That yeah. feels like like that is right yeah. on the nose. And I, there and there are moments of that in his album as a whole where you where you kind of experience those like yeah. I mean, let's just call it Holy Spirit moments where like there is more behind what is happening right here than just a good track or just whatever. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by the whole thing. I'm not looking for him to be the next Billy Graham. Uh, that's not his goal, but nope. man, he's, he's making a lot of people curious and he's but making it, a lot of people isn't wonder. Isn't it amazing for the Lord to grab one of the biggest, loudest voices? I know. 
and and just use him as a megaphone. It's, I know it, it's amazing. Like, did you think that Times Square this year like <laughs> would have a huge thing that a just says building worth. Jesus is King, Kanye West? Yeah, it's like what? Who would have? Who, we couldn't have thought this up. No, no, you can't make this up. This is this is not anybody's fiction. That's why it's gospel. That's right. That's, That's right. why so, it's the good news. So yeah, we're totally on board with it. Uh, we're loving what we're seeing. I'm loving what we're seeing in, in interviews. Yeah, she just told you to talk about the Nebuchadnezzar quote. Oh, man. Let's yeah. see here. Man, y'all are, y'all are jumping all over this. Let's just see here. No, that's okay. Yeah. Um, the, the Nebuchadnezzar quote is on that long-form interview that he does, and yeah. it's on YouTube. Uh, he sits down with a guy that has interviewed him before and asks him a lot of questions about his past, and then um, back, to, back to where he's at right now. Oh, yeah, here it is. Kanye West, Jesus is King, Sunday Service, and Being Born Again. It's an interview from Apple Music. It's actually posted on Beats 1 page. Okay. Uh, it, it looks uh, a little bit like... Get well, it up no, there. You can't here, I it. can get it up there. Okay, it's going to be right there at the top. See if you can see that. I don't know. There you go. Yep, Kanye West, Jesus is King, Sunday Service, and Being Born Again. If we did it's, show notes, we could put that in the show notes. Kayla's going to get on me for that. Actually, we Nelson is going to do our show notes. Oh. He's really trying to get himself on, on our <laughs> actual show. He said, so when we upload it, I added him as a, nice. as a guy on the Dropbox so he can go in and listen give to it, it listen. before you all hear it. And so Nelson's going to go through and give us show notes. So there you go. No, Kayla, we did not purposely wear zip-up hoodies. I came down here in a T-shirt, and I got oh. cold, and so I ran up and grabbed the first sweatshirt I saw on my hangers. And but I did. I was going to wear a 49ers hat. I did have a, a zipped-up. I did have a zip-up striped hoodie, and I on purpose did not wear that because I didn't think anybody would ask if we didn't wear the same hoodie. But of course, Kayla ruining my vibe, and now I got to worry about what I'm wearing, which I never worry about. I usually don't wear a hoodie necessarily unless I'm coming here because I know the basement is a little cooler it does than, get a little than cooler. the upstairs. Yeah, so uh, sure. Sam wanted to talk about speeding because she gets too many speeding tickets. I speed everywhere, basically. Um, I was told one time that eight, you're fine, nine, you're mine by a police officer. <laughs> and I kind of live by that rule. So I pretty much go eight miles an hour over yeah. I'm a everywhere. I'm, a, I'm typically a five over guy. If if you like, yeah, eight eight is eight is uh, you're you're gonna get there quicker. Yes. You're probably not gonna get caught. Yeah. If you see a cop, you're still slowing down. Yeah. yeah that, I either about where I'm either five over or I'm matching traffic. If there's a good amount of traffic that's just kind of moving at a at a clip, I'll just yeah. match traffic. But yeah. yeah. But I th I'm, I think she might be saying that she that she that was a habit that she broke. Oh okay. But I don't know. I'd have to oh, ask. I'd have was to. It, uh, and what did you do to stop speeding? Do you just like set your cruise? Because like for me, that'd be so difficult. I, there was a time anymore. when I got paranoid about it, and I would even set my cruise in town. If I was going 35 or so, I would set it and I would roll. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Matt, James Corden is my doppelganger. Yeah, there, yeah. Is, some, there is some of that. <laughs> I'd, I'd give you some of that for sure. Yes. Oh. Kayla Whoa, live video stopped. There was an error in publishing your live video to Newsfeed. Oh, man. So we'll just have to start a new one? We can try and start a new one. That would be fine. Do we want to pause the recording and see no, if we... No, we'll just roll with it. Unable to find camera. Connect. Whoa. We're getting a lot of bad things popping up on your screen. You got a virus, Nate. 
Your computer is AWOL. Now we'll fix it. Did it stop for everyone? I feel Probably so did. bad. That's okay. We'll get it. We'll get it back up. We haven't uh. used this computer in a while. What is this? Connect your stream to live to the live API. Sorry for those of you that are listening on the actual podcast. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. This is weird audio we've never, for you. We've never had that happen. Um, yeah, but we're, we're running this on a Macintosh, so you wouldn't think there's any problem. We know. Yes. We're trying to fix it. <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh, well, if this is a problem, we'll just... Uh, if this ends up being a problem, we'll pull up my laptop. I bet that'll work. Okay. We're just Unable gonna... to find camera. Okay. We're just going to pull it up on my laptop. All right, guys. Sorry. Bear with us. You might have to edit this. This is bad radio. Oh, no, Listening not, to two I'm guys okay try this. and play with the computer. It could be worse. <laughs> Trust me. It could be worse. I've heard some really bad podcasts. You know what we could be doing right now is a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Except we don't have any sponsors. Uncle Car- Carl's foot ointment. Yes. <laughs> I should just start doing things. <clears throat> I should just start doing things for like random Amish products like Unkers. There you go. Or what's that what's that salve, that drawing salve that you guys have? Oh, Union Salve. Yes. That stuff is great. With, I can tell you all about Union Salve. With the slightly odd It smells logo. funny. And it I think it's made of some sort of petroleum and it's brown. And you put it on wounds or cuts or anything else, you cover it up and then after a little bit, it's good to go. Okay, okay. Does this one know what our camera is? This one's going to work. All right. There we go. Yeah. Union salve. Three, two, one, and we're and back we're on live. Facebook Live. So sorry, guys. Are you guys all back? I don't know what happened. Did we get everyone back? They everybody, probably thought we died. Everybody tell us if you're still on here with us. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. But, but we're back. Anyway, what were we talking about, though? Uh, we just kind of wrapped. We wrapped. Oh, we were talking about speeding a little bit. And yeah. Kayla but was I've, freaking out about Nelson never, taking her job during I've, show notes. <laughs> you know what, Kayla? You're a busy person. I've I have never, I've never gotten a speeding ticket. You've never gotten a speeding. Never ticket? Never gotten. I've gotten. I've been pulled over one time. It was in Apple Creek. It was after one o'clock in the morning, and it was a softball where somebody was a rookie cop, and they were trying to throw them a softball to pull somebody over and that i got i was going Creek. 38 in a 35 i know that because i literally as they flipped on the lights i looked down and it said 38 on my and i had not slowed down yet so i was going 38 in a 35 they pulled me over hey did you know how fast you were going i happened to have a shotgun in the back of my car they asked why that was there luckily i had no ammo so there was no issue and i didn't have my ccw yet and so worked that all out, and they gave me a warning, and all it said was excessive speed. It didn't say what I was going. It just said excessive speed, warning for excessive speed. It was garbage. So it doesn't even really count. I did get pulled over, but it wasn't real. He was probably checking for drugs. It, I don't know what it was. That's all it was. Yeah. Because the, the seeing guy I drive, had a problem with was the guy in Mount Eaton that pulled me over on the way to church on a Sunday morning because my... How was that? The registration had just expired. Oh, that And I guy. had the new one. In my glove box. I just hadn't had a chance to change the sticker. If you're pulling people over within like that week of it expiring, that's a little... Especially I, on the way to church, it's like Sunday morning. What kind of drunks are you pulling <laughs> over 
on a Sunday morning when everybody's going to church. That's the only traffic in Amishville at that I, time. I don't know what I feel about even police having the option of pulling you over. Like waiting specifically somewhere to pull you over. Obviously, if a cop's oh. driving by and they see you speeding through or whatever, I'm like, yeah, okay, absolutely. I'm totally against unmarked cars. Oh yeah, well that. that's a whole like, another a whole another thing. But I don't I don't know I don't know what I think of that. In Pennsylvania, the way around that was all the uh, township cops or your little towns they don't have radar, and so only the state highway could put the state highway patrol could run radar. Okay. And so all your little town cops had to sit there with a stopwatch and time you from point A to point B and estimate how fast you were going. Huh. So anything under 10 miles an hour, you're probably clean. Well, there you go. All right. Anybody else got anything? Whoa, beard. <laughs> she got a good angle in your beard, I think, is what she's looking at. It's not me. I, I, I seriously cannot grow one. Yeah, you, so are, you are not the beard. I'm going to look like I'm 18 the rest of my life because <laughs> I can't grow a beard. Yes. It's a thing. Ain't nothing wrong with it. My okay. gray hair's coming in. It's going to be great. Y'all need to give us some more topics now because we had our little, our little issue with yeah, Facebook. Yeah, we did Kanye. We, got, we did Kanye. We did speeding. We did speeding. Any of you guys break any habits? I need to know. Squash pie. Oh, my word. What is this? Okay, so we had some friends over today. All right. And I will not throw this person under the bus. I will not throw this person under the bus. No, I won't. Okay. And, and we were sitting around at lunch, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she announces to the table that pumpkin pie is not really pumpkin pie because canned pumpkin is not pumpkin. It is squash. Yeah, my mom uses butternut squash, because not pumpkin. Because you can't can pumpkin because it gets stringy. Huh. This was the claim that every... Pumpkin pie can that you purchase anywhere is not pumpkin, it is squash. I would almost believe that. We automatically went to my mom's pantry, pulled out a thing of pumpkin, uh, pureed pumpkin, and it said on the front, 100% pure pumpkin. And on the back, the first ingredient was pumpkin. <laughs> and as we looked it up, it's more like sometimes people put squash in it instead of pumpkin, what as opposed to I all reading? the time. So, I won't throw that person under the bus, but we had much fun at her expense. Oh, that's what somebody was telling me about scallops. That all scallops are, are made from something that is not an oyster. Like, they're made from something else entirely. And I'm like... A scallop is a scallop. A scallop is a scallop. But then they were saying it's made from... Oh, it's made from those... What are those sea flappy things? Oh, oh uh, the thing uh, that killed Steve Irwin. Stingrays? Stingrays, like stingray meat. So stingray scallops meat are is just imitation like scallop? Yeah, they use it, they use it for scallop. But there is a real scallop. There, there are real scallops. It's from those clam-looking things, and it's the muscle that holds the clam. I don't know, certain clam shells together. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a seafood connoisseur. I just eat them, and I like scallops. And they're like, no, they're all... They're all... Uh, they're all um, what did you just say? Why can't I remember Stingray for the life of me? <laughs> just just call it a grief. Steve Irwin killer. Uh, yeah, whatever it was, it stuck its blade in Steve Irwin. Heart. He did. Favorite Netflix binge-worthy TV show right now, Peaky Blinders. I really want to see that. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I'd really amazing. like to see it. Um, right now, I'm forcing my way through the entire Star Trek fran franchise, and right now I'm on the end of Voyager, and it's awful. But, you know, other than that, I, I can't think of anything at the moment. Um, 
Let's see here. Oh, Firefly is what you got me on to. Oh, is, Firefly's, that, is that still on Netflix? Yeah, and okay, Firefly is excellent, but the problem is there's only 14 so episodes. So, like, literally, you just get enough of it and then it's gone. It's yeah. so sad. Whenever every time Better I watch Off it. Ted is on, on or off Netflix, you need yeah. to watch it. Better it's Off very Ted. Good. Better Off Ted. All right, all right. Um, uh, Buddy Burkhart, are the Cavs still trash? No. Yes. No, 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 no. No. Because no. I'm a Sixers fan and the Sixers are going to win the East. Possibly, probably. You're really banging oh. those springs around. Those went bong. So many springs. Anyway, <laughs> um, I will say no. And the reason I will say no is because of who their coach is now. When you get a guy that's coming out of college ball and starting to coach a pro team, they will implement a system. They will implement a system, they will make that system work, and they will make their players work within the system. That is the makings of a team that will eventually be at least good. Unfortunately, what has happened ever since the Cavs ended the first LeBron James era is they keep trying to find a coach who will suddenly lead them to LeBron James-type levels, which is not reality. Unless you have LeBron James on your team, <laughs> you cannot reach those levels. And the problem so is, is that when, you're, when you have LeBron James on a team, LeBron is the system. There is no system. LeBron is the system. Yeah. I think David Blatt was the first promising coach that was going to be brought in and say, hey, he's going to bring in a system. He's going to get these young guys. He's going to get – LeBron came and ruined all that. I'm grateful that he came. I'm grateful that we got a championship out of it. But it did not do anything for the Cavaliers as an organization. I think that what they've got now is a developing – team they got young guys in there they got a new coach who's actually implementing a system so no i'm not willing to call them trash last year i would have called them trash because all they all have right. is a couple draft picks and nothing more all right does that satisfy you buddy <laughs> bring up sports it gets a rant going you know who's not trash my 49ers they're amazing but why why yeah because pass rushing is king if you can rush the, rush the passer, you can win football games. The other thing that's amazing <clears throat> that the Browns constantly screw up is Kyle Shanahan is an amazing play caller and an amazing game manager. He does both things very, very well. Yeah. You're not going to outsmart him, and whatever the defense gives him, that's what he's going to take. So if Tevin Coleman is running you over, he's going to give him four touchdowns. And the next week, if you stuff the box to stop Tevin Coleman, he's going to let Jimmy Garoppolo go off. So that's why. There you go. That's why the Niners are amazing. Plus, Bosa and Ford on either side of our line makes the whole defense better. I didn't buy last year that the Niners were the worst pass coverage team in football. <laughs> it was because we couldn't knock the quarterbacks down, so they picked us apart in the backfield. Once you can knock the quarterback down, like Baker Mayfield, they get a little skittish and they start throwing it all over the field, and that's when you can beat them. That's fair. So That's fair. Yep. There you go. Run the ball, stop the run. The Niners can do both, but it's mainly in this NFL, it's about stopping the pass by rushing the quarterback. If you can totally. make that quarterback's clock in his head turn up, you can really get somewhere. Totally. All right, hit us up, guys. What else you got? Oh, Lisa Madigan wants to talk about Christmas. Traditions we're looking forward to. Do you put your tree up before Thanksgiving? No, no I'm not a pagan. Good Lord, no. <laughs> Never, Lisa. No. <laughs> um, Christmas traditions I'm looking forward to is the tree. Uh, we, we go out as an entire family, my extended family. Uh, so it's extended now because all of my siblings are married and we have nieces and nephews and all that. Right. But we all go out together and cut our trees together. My parents do, 
my brother does, and his wife, my sister, and her husband, and me, and, and it's a whole and my family wife. affair. It's a whole family affair. My dad carries his his Bose uh, Bluetooth speaker, and he <laughs> blasts Christmas music <laughs> while we're walking around looking for our trees. It's, it's a like great Father time. Christmas. Yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> so that's one of my favorites. And then, mm, excuse me, and then we'll typically come home, set up the tree, play the Carpenters Christmas record, actually the record. And put the lights on the tree and all that. So that's that's probably my favorite Christmas tradition. But absolutely, we don't even cut down our tree before Christmas or before Thanksgiving is over. That's yeah. just not okay. Yeah, you gotta let Christmas be Christmas. Don't let it bleed into all the yeah, other holidays. That's, right. that's when you get so much resistance from the anti-Christmas people. Or from if Sheldon. You could somehow <laughs> just respect Thanksgiving for the glorious holiday that it is. Faith, family, football, and firearms. It's yes. the perfect blend of it's all wonderful. of those. It's, it's wonderful. It's perfect. It's wonderful. So yeah, let Thanksgiving have its, Faith, have family, its moment. Faith, football, and firearms. Yeah, and let food. Thanksgiving have its, it's moment. All, it's all the best. That's thing. right. All the best things. Um, <laughs> Megan, uh, pumpkin pie, whipped cream or not? Yes. Yes. Lots. If It needs to be full coverage on the top of the pie. I don't just do this little dollop. That, that just makes me angry because you don't get that with every bite. It has to be every bite. Also, oddly enough, I eat pie crust first, like the back end of the crust first. That's fair. Here's my theory. No, not my theory. My proven fact. Pie is wonderful. I think pie is better than cake. Pie so, is better than cake. Thank you. I agree. Now, cake is trash. Cakes, some cake is great, but very, Most very cake few trash. cakes Even are great. cupcakes are trash. Sometimes true. Most times true. Ugh. Although I've had some of those faithful little cupcake cupcakes those that are, are awesome. mind-blowing. Yeah. Their okay. cookies are better. So here's my thing. If you eat a pie, it's amazing. But then you get to the crust, you're like, ugh. Eh. Don't have as much filling. It's not that it's bad, but it's not as good. However, if your first few bites of pie are that crust, it's amazing because those are your first few yeah. bites of pie. And then it just gets better from there. So I like to eat my pie crust first, no matter what the pie is. So I'll start with that back crust, and I'll work my way forward. I also eat my burgers upside down. The top bun is by far more supportive than the bottom bun. That's fair. So I've never tried it, but I should flip your burger upside down. So as you pick it up off the plate, just pick it up this way and flip it upside totally. down to your mouth. I just, you have to try Jess that. Jess used to make fun of me all the time when we were dating. She's like, you're eating your burger upside down again. And I'm like, yes, the bottom bun is more supportive. That everything doesn't fall out. You can put all the condiments on the top, and then you flip it around. And uh, it's, it's a much better way to eat it. Some people will put four fingers underneath there's like this whole technique you don't need you don't that's need way too much like thought these 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 your pinky and your thumbs underneath it yeah if you just flip it upside down yeah i'd eat it that the, way. the fact that there's a technique to that is is just horrifying to me uh, that, but yeah let's see here what else do we got uh kayla best parenting moment of the past week sheldon do you have a best parenting um, moment oh. Rylan says some amazing things. One of the things that he he's done, though, recently is become a full-fledged Niners fan just because they've been winning. And he's been going to school and telling everybody that the Browns suck in Cleveland country to a bunch of fourth graders <laughs> who don't know football <laughs> stats. And so he's being constantly told that his team sucks, but he keeps going in every week and, like, they're the best. Oh, What's funny word. about this is that he wore his jersey to school before the very first game. And I'm like, so he walked in there, and the team backed him up. And he's looked really good all year. So he's riding some sort of high horse. And I so, would have said before this season that 
the Niners are my number one. And then Cleveland, I'll cheer for them. They're a great, like, little brother. I hope they do good, you know, type yeah. thing. And Rylan has become so, like, vitriolic towards the Browns. Like, he hates the Browns. Oh. So today... That's just my, low-hanging my, fruit. Well, I know, but it's because all his friends, like, think the sun shines out of Baker Mayfield. And so he <laughs> has to go completely the other way in order to survive. Oh. So tonight we were sitting there cheering against the Browns for the Broncos. And it was one of my proudest parenting moments because he led the whole thing. I didn't even really care who won. Oh, my word. So your, prou- your great parenting moment was that you basically turned your son into you. No, that my son is changing my fandom a little bit. Oh, okay. Like he's like I'm rooting for his team to win, whatever Wait, what that is. what is his team again? He is the Niners, but he also is cheering for anybody who plays the Browns. Oh, he wants the Browns to go down, and I'm like, this is kind of fun. I'll cheer with him. I this see. is this is a fun side of this to be on. Oh, man. But it was just a father-son thing. I'm not hating on all you Browns fans. I know it's been a long time, and I, I'm going to cheer with all of you when you do get there. But it is fun seeing sports through the eyes of a fourth grader. Yeah. It's great. Um, I don't know that I have a best parenting moment of this last week because I'm, I'm just in blur mode with having a newborn in the house and trying to take care of a three-year-old and a two-year-old along with my wife, not taking care of my wife, but the two of us trying to take care of these three tiny people. I am just kind of, my mind is a blank where it comes to parenting at the moment. So I'm, I'm kind of losing, I'm kind of losing that. Why is she, why is she Okay. The, there's a. Oh, Lisa asked, what do you think about Christians getting tattoos and piercings? <clears throat> I love my wife. She has a nose piercing. Yes. So, yes, <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> go for it. There's nothing wrong with um, it. But, yeah, I would. There's I would, just nothing I always wrong wanted my lip pierced, mm-hmm. but I don't think that would look real great yeah. anymore. Like, I kind of really idolized um, uh, the, ah, crap, why am I losing his name? Reference the band. The other guy in Blink-182, not Mark Hoppus, <laughs> but the lead singer, the front man. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but... Come on! It's okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But anyway, anyway you admired him and look. his lip ring. I liked his look, but my, when my hair gets long, it kind of frizzes out and looks ridiculous. Yeah. It just, like, becomes this gigantic mushroom on top of my head, so I can't, I can't grow my hair out long like that, and I... I thought the lip ring was cool, and I would have liked to do done that, but I'm a big chicken yeah. when it comes to... Getting piercings. Needles and poking things. I will things. probably have a tattoo. We need we need to save up and get our tattoos. Yeah. Uh, we, me and Jess, we're going to get matching tattoos. So that's probably going to be something that happens. Yeah. I, um, I Honestly. I don't know why this is a Christian, non-Christian yeah, thing. Because everybody makes that. I think it's in Leviticus. They make that not marking your bodies for the dead. Yeah, as do the you pagans also do. trim your beard? And that's the thing is you're picking and choosing. And if anybody was around for revival, that's this. That's this. Not this. Yeah. So get over that. It does not matter. It's not a thing. It's not a sin. A tattoo or a piercing is not going to send you to hell. Some of it I think is excessive. Some of it I think is just stupid. Uh, There are aspects of it where I think it's just an addiction that people have or just something that they do out of boredom. But there's nothing innately sinful about either of those things. I also would have a little problem making a tattoo for someone that had died just because it's so randomly specific there in Leviticus, not right. making marks on your body for the dead. Yeah. Like, okay, I get making marks on your bodies for other reasons, but right. making marks on your body for the dead seems a little specific. And so just for me, I'm kind of right. like, yeah, I'm not there. Also in Revelation, Jesus, Jesus when he has returns, a tattoo. 
He has a tattoo on his he thigh. Does. It says King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Why would the Bible be so yes. specifically clear that it's going to say King of Kings and Lord of Lords written on his thigh? That's a weird reference if it isn't true. <laughs> hey, Bethan, give me some clarity on hottest button for the upcoming, for the upcoming uh, vote. Uh, like hot button topics. Yeah, are you saying hot hot button topics for the upcoming election? <laughs> that kind of thing. I you, saw I saw a meme going around where it said uh Bernie's like, I'm hey, here Gabe. for your money. And Beto's like, I'm here for your guns. And Joe's like, I forgot what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe. I like Uncle Poor Joe. Poor old Joe. <laughs> Good night. Oh, man. Also wrong about the crust because the pie crust should be flaky. Yeah, but it's still not the no, best part. It's I, still not the I best part of the pie. I like my pie crust a little overdone. Like I, that savory part of the pie, then there's all the sweet. Like yeah. that, that's, that's I good. just prefer to start with it because I don't think it's the best part of the pie. I think it's good. I think it's worth eating. Yeah, my dad finally joined on my mom's Facebook account. There so. you go. Hello. There we uh, go. Let's see. Steph, you guys just think too much about how you to eat food. Just eat it. <laughs> there you go. We do just eat it. I, I do that a lot. Yeah. I actually don't pay enough attention to what I eat. Yeah. Although the intermittent fasting thing has gone really well. Right. Have we talked about that on no, here? No, not on here, no. Okay. I That's started been, this whole thing. You did, and I made us. a lot of fun for you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like you, I was like, you, you, whatever. Yeah. That's just skipping breakfast. It's so lame. It's like the lamest thing I've ever heard. I do feel better, though, doing it. Yeah. I do feel better. No, and I by just intermittent to, you know, fasting, I mean, I'm not doing any sort of regimen. It's yeah. Not, it's not like... A, like there is a whole thing connected to it, like what you Where should you're eat to, yeah. and like how you have to keep the strict schedule. Yeah. I've really been kind of just doing my own thing. Yeah. But as long as I do it within an eight hour window, I feel good about yeah. it. So basically what good. I'm doing is from eight, eight PM to noon, I don't eat. Every every no, day. No, that's when you oh. I don't yeah. eat. Oh, you don't from eat. From 8 yeah. p.m. So, to noon. So, yeah, basically I eat, be, uh, I think of it in terms of when I'm allowed to eat. Yeah. Because that's been the thing. Right. Noon to 8 has been the thing. Right. And then if I end up eating something at 1030, I just stop eating at 630. Yep. Yeah. So and it's, and that's kind of that's um, where I adjust it. You're not supposed to adjust it because that's what sets resets your metabolism. Supposed to like help reset your metabolism, and it has been a lot harder this weekend because I cheated on Friday and ate at ten thirty and stopped at six thirty, and this weekend has been tougher. <laughs> and I almost am like, I think I'm gonna give this up, but I'm going on a trip to Japan next Japan. week. Japan. So I think while I'm in Japan, and my whole internal clock is screwed up anyway because my flight is nineteen hours both ways. Oh man! I take off Saturday morning and I land Sunday night. Yeah. And then the trip back is like six hours. How in the world do I keep my eating on a schedule? I literally can't. I'm yeah. just going to eat when the food is in front of You're me. You're about to experience some very strange things in Japan. You know what's great? I went and scheduled, uh, well, I didn't schedule, but with a group of guys, a leadership group that I'm a part of, we yeah. have a retreat scheduled for the Friday. I get back Thursday and go right into a retreat on Friday, Saturday. Wow. Because I'm intelligent. <laughs> and I plan good things for my life. <laughs> Um, let's see. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention my mom's pumpkin pie while we're talking about this. The Give reason you don't need whipped cream on my mom's pumpkin pie is because it's made from butternut squash, and there's not a whole lot of it in there, so it's not an overpowering pumpkin flavor. But it's actually a pumpkin custard pie, and the layers separate out. Yeah. So you when when she does it and it comes out like it should, there's... It looks like a pumpkin pie on the top, a little lighter color, yeah. but when you cut down into it, there's a custard layer underneath that's yeah. really sweet, and it 
It is takes care awesome. Of that. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the overly custardy pumpkin pie. I would take it over no pumpkin pie. Let me be clear. Pumpkin pie is my favorite pie. You can't knock it till you try it. This no, is I, I, really but good. I, I would try your mom's. I would I would try yeah, I would try I will try any pumpkin pie at yeah, least. It once. does not need whipped cream. It's sweet enough. Okay, that's fair. It's really, that's really fair. good. That's fair. So fair it's enough. one thing I go. look forward to. The barbecue chicken that my dad does and the pumpkin pie that my mom does, those are recipes that I hope we <laughs> never ever lose. Matt Barris said don't eat it all in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> I'm fully prepared to eat everything in front of me because I have wanted to go there and experience authentic Japanese food. Like yeah. I love sushi, I love sashimi, I like all of that like yeah. as much of Japanese food as I've been able to try here in the states, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I'm like sign me up. And so, yeah, we're we're going to a a dinner um I think it's the second night that I'm there. I had looked it up. They they called it something. Um, they called it... Uh, there was a name for it. I can't remember it now. If I can find it. There it is in my email. Shabu Shabu dinner. <laughs> shabu Shabu. I don't know. It's basically where they slice the meat really thin and there's a boiling pot and you like dip it in yeah. and then there's other sauces and then there's rice. And it just looks like a way to make a lot of yeah. dishes, like a lot yeah, of bowls totally. all over the table. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, this just looks like a mess to clean yeah. up is what this is. <laughs> you know, I, I have a, a fixation with Japanese uh, architecture. I love Japanese architecture, like the traditional kind of, you know, sliding doors, like that whole thing. I love all that. So I'm a little jealous. I've always wanted to go to more rural Japan. I've never had any desire to go to Tokyo. Tokyo freaks me out. Uh, but yeah. I've, I've, I've always been interested in that. Um, so, so Beth, Beth Ann, to answer your question about politics and about... Uh, oh, we're back to politics. Well, she asked the question, okay. so I'm just going to roll Hot with it. Hot button issues. Hot button issues. I honestly can't... I, I don't think that this election is about hot button issues. I think it's about completely separate ideologies. I think that there is such an ideological divide between the current left and right that... It's very difficult to specifically pick some of these hot button issues. I disagree because with this. it represents because it represents an entirely ideological shift. On the left, you're hearing a lot more about socialism overall, uh, about more movement towards uh, what some would say is radical socialism, um, and you're you're not hearing that on the other side. So there's there's a there's a there was a time in politics where you heard We're left listening and right. to you, Dad, by the way. I see your comment. I'm listening to you. We're trying to track along. <laughs> there was a time in politics where, where you could be more strict issue voters, I think, than you can be now. Because there's, there's so much more loaded onto the ideology of one side or the other at this point. So you give me why you think that's incorrect. Uh, I don't think politics has been about the issues for quite some time. I think it's all about Agreed. the personalities. And Agreed. I think it's fundamentally changed with a renowned with a celebrity coming into the White House. I think it's hard to unseat that kind of celebrity unless you have your own level of name recognition, which is why Joe Biden's front running. He's literally right. doing it on name recognition alone, right. which is enough to garner, what, 20%, which yeah. puts him in the lead. Which is and, really Barack Obama's really, name that's recognition, how, that's let's how be Trump honest. got in. There was a good field of Republican candidates, yeah. but simply because everybody knew the name, he won a couple of these early things and people were bowing out because they just couldn't get any traction. Right. And it and and we're, we're literally at the point right now that personality is bigger than the issues. No, I'd say that's and, fair. 
And uh, I, I don't know that the issues are going to matter. I actually think that the Democrats are going to run somebody that at the very last minute catches fire for some completely bizarre reason. And I don't, I don't know that the candidate that's going to run against him is actually in the race right now. I will say that. <laughs> I, think, I think it comes out of nowhere. Mm. I think it literally comes out of nowhere. And I think they try and stuff it down just like they did with Bernie in 2016 where – he, he caught fire right at the end, right at the right time, and Hillary super, delega super delegated him right out yeah. of it, even though he had a chance to win it. And yeah. they, they just did everything in the back door and put her in. So yeah. I, I actually do think that the Democrats have changed some of that now, so superdelegates don't have much of, as much of a say as they did. So they say. Uh, so we'll they see. say. I think it's going to be tested. We'll find out. Yes. So. All right, let's see here. Right, why are we still talking about pie? We've moved on from pie. My goodness. What, what you, was your dad it, saying? Dad says we don't listen to him, but then all everybody's talking about is pie. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're past pie, people. We're moving on. Yes. This is not the pie episode. I, I still haven't heard from you guys how you have beat. I, I guess you guys have all your bad habits. You haven't beat any bad habits. There yeah. hasn't been anything that you've done. They've either embraced them or they just don't have any. And yeah. we're, we're the only imperfect ones. There for a while, every, every, me and both my kids were biting our nails relentlessly. Yeah. And um, so for Christmas, the one year, the thing was whoever has bitten their nails, the, has gone the longest without biting their nails gets to open their presents first. Huh. That was the thing. And did that work? It did work. And, and I, my daughter doesn't bite her nails anymore. And it could just be you know, because she cares about how her nails looks now. Yeah. And that's a, that's a thing. But that was a Christmas thing. And I try to get people off biting their nails. I still do it all the time. I, I, I don't know. It's just a super I've never bad had habit. A I've never had a desire to bite my nails. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bad habit. But yeah. it's something that I do. And I can't kick it for the life of me. It's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, Matt. Matt's right. That the with the political thing, I think both ways people have really dug in on both sides and gone further yeah. left and further right. It, what's crazy is that Donald Trump w was mostly a Democrat his entire life, and and one of the things that people don't understand about him is that his desire to be liked is so huge that when somebody says something that is like against him, he moves the other way. So all, yeah. all the liberals would have to do is start complimenting him on things that they like that he does. Yeah. And he would move towards them because he, he likes when he likes people to be like liked. him. Yeah. He likes to be liked. And, and it's, it's obviously a personality flaw, but it's just his thing. And if you don't like him, you're out. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm convinced that he would have governed more centrist than he has, but he got pushed to the right because the right was going to be there to support him and like him because yeah. he's a Republican president. People, they, they were going to support him and like him, and he yeah. just keeps getting hit and hit let and me, hit Let by me the tell left. you this. Let so me tell you this, further though. and further right. But let me tell you this. If you put Donald Trump's presidency up against Bill Clinton's presidency, they don't look much different, save for the fact that 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 um, Donald Trump has not started any new wars, and he hasn't passed the Defense of Marriage Act. Yeah, yes. Also, <laughs> or the or the or uh, done anything that we were told that he was going right, to do as right. far as like destroying. So, but here, but here's my thing, and and this is the thing that I struggle or gay with. Rights or anything if you like that. and and I think Matt kind of touched on this a little bit. 
you keep hearing about the the Republicans moving further right, and on the fringes, I would say that's true. You have some of these uh, some of these extreme things that are coming out, uh, you know, on the alt right and some different things like that. Um, however, if you look at the Republican Party platform, it has not changed over the last thirty or forty years. And if you look at the Democrat platform, it has changed dramatically to the left. Um, and I don't just say that as somebody who tends to lean more conservatively. It's just factual if you go take a look at it. So I find it funny that we get this, uh, this narrative that, that republicanism has moved so much further right as if leftism has just stayed static because it absolutely hasn't. Because yeah. there's no way, there's no way uh, you know, not even that long ago that somebody like Donald Trump would have even been the Republican candidate. He would have been a Democratic candidate 15 years ago, but not a Republican. So, Bethany, I got to know, is with your trying to change your language and letting Buddy charge you money when you don't just say fiddlesticks, when you say something else, <laughs> is that working out well? Like, Because um, in times like that, I think it's times of stress or immediate frustration or something that something would come out like that. And that's not usually when I'm thinking about money. So I think that that would be tough to try and change my language just when I'm getting caught and getting charged. That's why I don't think a swear jar necessarily works to cure a swearing problem. Like I'm, I'm not sure the correct solution, but it's a good start. Uh, Matt's using some sort of clear coat on his nails to keep from Biting them? Matt, you just really want to paint your nails, don't you? <laughs> you really do. I actually did that for a while when, uh, when I was first playing uh, bass. Not first playing bass, but when I was playing bass a lot. Because I would split my nail uh, playing. And so I started if it was using... Too long? Yeah, I started using a nail, like a strength a hardener, to oh, like, okay. strengthen them and thicken them up. So I've, I've been with you on the nail painting journey. There is something rather soothing about sitting there and painting your nails. I'm not going to lie. There's yeah. something just kind of... Mm, but I don't. I don't. When do my it daughter anymore. was too little to do it for herself, you, you there was for, yeah. there was some yeah. some of that. I painted my wife's toenails once. I painted my sister-in-law's toenails once. Okay, we were all sitting List right there. List of people there. who you've painted their nails. Yeah, it was just a thing for whatever reason. <laughs> anyway, there it is. Um, let's see here. <laughs> I don't know why, but all I can think of Lisa? is from the Big Lebowski. Blow on them. <laughs> That's just so terrible. Why is that the first thing in oh, my brain? Because why not? Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Lisa, I don't know enough about this story to comment on it that you've uh, asked yeah, about. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about that. And I'd heard about it on the radio. There's just enough stuff there. I'm, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't feel like I can. <laughs> but he's got a down payment on the car, so it's nice. not going well. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hashtag trying to sanctify the mouth. Oh, man, that's good. That's lovely. That's lovely. Um, Did Joel say rat parts? That is fun. Bob Saget is a great swear. I mean, it just really is. It's it's just it has all the syllables and the force that you need. Yeah. For that, it's, I usually it's a good do one. pretty good at swearing. What I've been trying to get out of is comically, not not actually doing it, but in comedic value flipping people off <laughs> like amongst friends no totally I, amongst I friends it's I like like they say something bad i don't have a decent comeback yeah and i'll i've i've 
I made a, I had purposed in my heart, I wasn't going to do it anymore. And I was like, nope, I've moved past that. It's a thing that I just need to lay aside. Even when we're just joking, this needs to not be okay. But I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one or two guys at my work that just, uh, they have it on their list of things to do this week is to get Sean to flip me off. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a bad character flaw. I need to stop. You guys That's can funny, help though. me stop, though. That's it funny. Is, it is funny when it's, I, I think so. It's funny in my brain as part of why I can't no, stop. Totally. <laughs> Totally. All right. What else you got, guys? You know who you are. We're still talking about nails on here. <laughs> Matt Barris, I will not paint your nails. I'm not, I'm not a secure enough man to paint your nails. I'm sorry. Okay. Here you go. While you guys are breaking habits, give us your best swear substitute. Ah, uh, yes. I threw out Bob Saget. That's my a dad good one. uses the word knuckleheads all the time. <laughs> that guy's such a knucklehead. My, my dad's dad said sugar. Sugar. That was his. That's pretty close. Oh, sugar. That yes. was his thing, which is funny because my brother-in-law says the it words sometimes. mother and father when they're put close <laughs> enough and fast enough are indistinguishable from other swears. <laughs> that is true. Oh, uh, and I would not recommend saying that because it does carry the same amount of weight when something bad happens. It's it's too close <laughs> to the actual swear. There is a line in the almost swearing that you should like. Sugar's pretty close. Yeah. Mother father is a little too close. Yeah. Cheese and rice. Cheese and rice. Oh, you never heard that one? Yeah, I, I'm, I usually start with the son of a and then can't think of a word, and that's all that I get. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. For the love. <laughs> for the love. That's Jess's. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, for the love. Oh, my goodness. Son of a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, one, of, one of the ones that that comes up from time to time is like, I think I mentioned on the podcast earlier, it's like a friend of mine where they will, they'll have this running conversation with Jesus. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And yeah, they yeah, they'll yeah. like accidentally say Jesus when they're frustrated, like out of it, but it's, it's actually because there yeah. is this running conversation right. for them. Going it's a on. prayer, but it doesn't for them. It is that. an actual yeah. prayer, a momentary prayer about oh, something man. that's frustrating them. But if you look around people are like, is that a swear? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Barris, yikes, cheese and rice. Yes, I have Dad heard says that. Meathead. Yes, people are also meatheads. They're knuckleheads. Yeah, <laughs> they're everything except for the actual swear heads. I think it's funny that people won't say jackass. Like you That's hear Christians true. say jack butt. It's like jackass is an animal. It is an actual animal. Yeah. It's like basically calling somebody a donkey. If you're calling somebody a jackass, you're not but saying. But that's why you're allowed to use the term now on radio because there is another term for it. Yeah, but it's an actual thing. Like it's a jackass is a thing. It exists. And you're allowed to say hell on the radio now yes. too. And even yes. in even in just as a pejorative or whatever. Like you can Interesting thing. Did you know that Star Trek, the original series, was one of the first shows to have swearing in it. What? There's one episode where they ex encounter this weird alien that kind of does something. I don't remember what happens. Fudge. But <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> but but there's a point where where Captain Kirk, as soon as he can speak again after this thing has happened, he says, "Sulu, get us the hell out of here." And it was one of the first swears that was ever on television. Also, the very first interracial kiss was on Star Trek, the original series. The first what? Interracial kiss. Oh. Between a black woman between, and a white man. Oh, I thought alien and... No, no, I'm no just not, in, not inter, interplanetary, interracial. <laughs> anyway, species. Star Trek, yeah. pushing the envelope. Matt says that he hates it when kids say, what the? 
<laughs> and Scully's like, nope. My, my, my friend Paul, his son, when he was really little, said, what the heck? Because he couldn't say heck. So he would say, what the heck? And it was adorable. That's what not the, what even the a het? word. I know. That was just what he knew how to say. That's how he said it. So is ass a bad word? If you're referring to the donkey, no. If you're referring to your own, yes. Yes. Yes, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a. Asher says ketchup head. <laughs> I like ketchup head. Ketchup head. Ketchup head. That's kind of fun. That's interesting to say. Yes, it is. Oh, man. <laughs> Kayla thinks ass hat is funny. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Just thinks the phrase the hell is funny. <laughs> like when something happens and they, they say the hell. <laughs> fat head. I like fat head. I think almost all swears said with a British accent are, are Oh, you funny. can get away with so much with a British accent. It's and what's crazy is when they are using our swears to them, they're, that's more mild. When they use their swears, those are yeah. more, they carry more weight. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, there's there's only one phrase that saddens me that I don't have a British accent. And that is to call somebody darling in a demeaning way. Yes. You can't do that in an American if I go, "Oh, darling, that's so sad for you." It oh. just doesn't work. As opposed to a darling, you know, a darling. <laughs> as opposed to a darling, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Freddie Mercury was the best at using a ironic and sarcastic darling when he was referring to somebody, right. and it was beautiful. It's like the southern Bless her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. It was the same same vibe, only worse. It felt worse. But any oh bullocks, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Buddy, you can collect on that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody makes a hat out of that. When she's saying that, you're allowed to collect <laughs> on that. <laughs> oh my god. Nobody word. has once made a hat out of a donkey. No. So you if she says no. that, that is in the swear jar. Yes, it is. Definitely in the swear is. jar. So at my old job, we had <laughs> we had a little bit of a problem with certain members of our sales staff trolling other members of our sales staff just to get a reaction. It yeah. was a thing that happened in the office, and you do things just to get a reaction. We call that trolling. <laughs> so <laughs> it this is was trolling. in the early days of trolling before trolling became a big thing on Twitter. And we Fair started enough. a thing in November. It was No Troll November. So if you <laughs> intentionally did something in order to get a rise out of someone, you put a dollar in the troll in the troll box. Okay. And uh, the goal was to just have a pizza party at the end, <laughs> and however much money is in here is how big the pizza party is. <laughs> what it became was every time you wanted to say something inflammatory to someone, you would just put the dollar in publicly in front of everybody and then say your piece. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like you, like somebody would walk over there and put five oh, in man. and just like tell off this person and that person and this other one. And just like, I'm like, this is not trolling. This is just I, being bad. I had, I had a friend and once again, I will not throw this person under the bus, but when he was going to school, he was at a Christian college and they actually had ethics standards where if an RA or whatever heard you <laughs> snare, heard you swear, where, I mean, you would actually have some disciplinary measures, correctable measures, whatever. So it was the last day of school, and it was officially over. And my friend went up to this the, the RA and said, hey, you're officially off the clock now, right? And he said, yeah. And he just went into this tirade of <laughs> swears and cursing at this person, not because he was mad at him, but just because he wanted to say everything to him when he could no longer do anything about it. And uh, I thought that was kind of funny. That's pretty funny. It was pretty funny. All right, what else we got on here? Um, what are we reading besides the Bible? Nothing. Um, school has completely killed my desire to read. Um, 
to be honest, I'm having trouble even enjoying reading the Bible right now because that is so much a focus of what I'm studying uh, that right now I'm just not. I, I read Wikipedia. I read a couple of random you know blogs. I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's like a, a, a flush button for me. But honestly, right now I'm not. I'm compiling a massive list of things I want to read. Um, as soon as I'm done with school, which will be in April, um, I am going to go at, on a at least six-month binge of fiction. I'm not going to read anything that's going to better me as a person. I just want to read at least six months of fiction. So right now, unfortunately, I don't have anything that I can throw at you, Matt Barris. I wish I did. It makes my heart sad to admit that. I don't have a lot of spare time that I spend reading right now, and I, I think I do blame school for that as well. Um, just... Our textbooks have been fairly good, but I've also done a leadership group this this past year with a group of guys from another church in our area, and we've had assigned reading every month. Like, there's been a book that we read every month. So I don't know if you want to count that, but um, some of those books have been really good. The one we're reading right now is on Discipleship by A.W. Tozer. Oh, so yeah, it yeah. Just, it's just Discipleship, A.W. Tozer, man. and it's a collection of his writings on the topic of discipleship. So that's yeah. that's what I'm going to be reading on my way to J Japan because that retreat that I have coming up right after that, I I have to have that book read because yeah. I signed up that I'm going to do this. So I'm going to have it read by then. You need to listen to Victoriosity too while you're on the plane. I did listen to Victoriosity. You did? I did. All Both seasons? Yes. I'm into the second season and I quit. It's just not that compelling for me. Oh, Sheldon. I, I don't actually like it as much. It is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but not as good. Oh, my word. But not as good. I, I didn't enjoy it. And you it didn't like, listen to We're Alive. I did listen to We're Alive, but I not don't all the like way zombies. Through, but you didn't listen to it all the way through. It you became stopped. zombies, and I'm just like, I don't like zombies. See, and here's the thing. This is where Sheldon and I differ more than anything else. It has to entertainment. be good. It, it, no, 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 no. It, has, it doesn't have to be good. It has to be within a very narrow it has genre. It vaguely humorous. I, it didn't always have to be humorous. We're Alive wasn't it, supposed to be humorous. It was just a drama. I know, and I didn't enjoy it. I, I do like Unobscured. We both agree on that. Aaron Mankey's Unobscured yeah. is very Although, good. I got to admit, you didn't like the new season I'm on, not on spiritualism? This season as much yet. Okay, but it, I it haven't been spending as much time. It it's, overlaps some of the founding of the Nazarene Church, which is interesting. Some of the roots of like the Nazarene like revivals. Specifically, he references those things? No, but it gets close enough okay. where I'm like, well, again, some, I'm only some a couple, of the people that are connected to Methodism yeah. were also collected, connected to abolitionists. And yeah. then like some of them were connected to women's liberation well, I've, movement. I've, and only, so, like, it's, I've only listened to a couple of episodes of that. But you want to know the thing that annoys me most is they changed the theme song. The first season's theme song was gorgeous. It was amazing. Yeah. It was the string movement. It was great. And they they didn't use it this year. And I'm like, why? Like, that has that has even gotten in the way of me enjoying the show for whatever oh, reason. Somebody wants to talk about the Enneagram. Great. Matt Barris, we all love you, but no one likes you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I, he thinks that uh, the Enneagram can be a helpful tool, but it's not the gospel truth. Here, here's the thing about the Enneagram. I think a lot of what it does is uh, it, it, it's based on the weaknesses of your personality and that type of thing. And you are, uh, from what I understand, over time, and correct me if I'm wrong, over time you're supposed to be able to have some of all the numbers, right? You're supposed yeah. to like broaden yourself out a little more than you're not supposed to stick with your number. That's right. not supposed to be you for the rest of your life. You're supposed to grow from that. So if somebody was totally emotionally whole, 
they would have a lot of different numbers and it would be hard to pin them down, right? Like a lot of it plays off of your weaknesses and yeah. brokennesses in different yeah. ways. And yeah. and the other thing is like for me, I'm always like a this wing that and I, I get like f- two or three different numbers and they're all over the map. So that's why I found it frustrating. And I don't know. I think for some people, it's been a great tool. It's helped people's marriages. It helps them understand some things. Some people love the disc. Some people love Enneagram. I like the disc. I think it's simpler. I think it describes more your personality and your natural way that you react rather than totally basing everything off of weaknesses. I, I struggle with the Enneagram because it assigns motives. It assigns motives to people, what motivates them. That I struggle with because personality is so unique to each individual and what their experiences have been that have led them to who they are Matt's and right. what they I are. I don't understand the Enneagram. I, I, I don't fully understand it, no. But I what I have read of it and the things that I have experienced with it, I I just don't love it. I, I don't love it. I don't love anything that, that I perceive as a barrier where somebody thinks they've got me figured out just because of a number. I don't love it. I, I, I hate somebody saying, oh, yeah, we know we know you. We know what you're about. You're this. You're and that. This is, and that this bothers is, me. This is from me. And I love self-analysis. I will take any personality test. I will take any spiritual gifts test. I will take any test that tests my IQ. I love all that stuff. I've always loved it. And the Enneagram, I've taken it way more times than I care to mention <laughs> here. But I just don't love the results. I don't like where it puts me necessarily. I don't feel like it accurately describes me. The disc, I know exactly where I am. I've taken that when I was uh, 18. I took it when I was 27. I took it three years ago. And I'm like, I'm always at the same thing. I max out D, I max out I, no S, no C. And in my maturity, I've picked up a little adaptive S because I understand the need for buy-in and collaboration on a team and and that you need team buy-in in order to get somewhere and be excited about it. So like I'm concerned about that, but I honestly thought that C personalities was a bad personality. Like if you were a C, I'm like, isn't that just a bad person? Yeah. I think I'm an S, I think I'm an SI if I remember correctly. I think you were like a CSI because I specifically remembered that from when we took it together. I'm seeing investigations. (laughs) <laughs> I'm anti anything everyone is really into. You know, Sam, I gotta I, tell I, you, I, and I'm anti anything everyone's into. Yeah. That's why I was against essential yeah. oils from the get go, and they're <laughs> non-essential oils. You can get through your life without them. You just don't need them. <laughs> no, Sam, I I've always been a Chuck Taylors guy, and I loved them before they <laughs> were popular. I'm a five. Yeah, I know. I'm I, don't, strike I don't know him. that I've ever got a five. Um, but I I love Chuck Taylors. Still do. But when they became massively popular, it almost made me want to stop wearing them because a thing that I loved became trendy, and I found it annoying. But whatever. Um, Matt, yes, you're definitely an IS. And and the other the other thing here that somebody was saying, is there a good spiritual gifts test? No, not necessarily. No. And I will say this, because there's so many different spiritual gifts lists, I can think of four. None of them overlay each other. Right. And and they're given in the Bible in different places. And some are spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives the church. Right. For use in the church. Some of it is what he gives to individuals. Some of it's just mentioned off the cuff as, yeah, there's pastors, evangelists, yeah. and apostles. And this blah, blah, thing blah. happened and once. And that's not a gift. That's kind of a station. Yeah. And, and so when people try and 
make their spiritual gifts list, then they then they will list out all these things. Either it's too short or it's too long. Yeah. And either way, it's not great. And I disagree with what people leave out. Also, that being said, no spiritual gifts test can tell you what your spiritual gift is. It is to be discerned as part of the body of Christ. Yes. It is to be discerned in community. It cannot be discerned on a paper. What you learn from a paper is your personality. That yep. is not your spiritual gift. Yep. Your personality may be your natural bent. It may have something to do with your history, your background. Or what you want uh, or, to be or gifted even, in. Or even how God designed you. But once your spiritual gift really comes alive, you'll see your personality in a whole different light. So totally. I, I believe in personality tests, but I don't buy spiritual gifts tests for that reason. Tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, Dennis asked um, about government intervention in social media. No, that is how I feel about government intervention in anything. No, just stay out. Let government be government. Let social media be social media. Leave it alone. I, my, my favorite form of government is the one that leaves me and everyone else the most alone. That is so my goal. So how do you feel about private corporations just banning people from their platforms? I think... That's, why, that's the type of thing in which yes. government thinks they can get involved. I think there is... If it's a publisher, yes. If it's a platform, No. Yeah, because as I, a platform, I think about as a this. platform, you are saying we're not here to regulate. We are here to simply give a platform. If you are a publisher, then you are there to say we do not agree with this content. Therefore, we will we will remove it. I I, I struggle with that. Yeah, we need to know when editorial is happening. But like, let's be honest. Let's not pretend like corporations in social media interfering with. Um, interfering with the free speech of people on these platforms. Let's not pretend like it's apolitical. It is political. Or that it's made anything any better. No, and you it know has some not. of the best way to destroy the bad opinions of people? The very best way to destroy it, drag it into the light. Yep. And let everyone laugh let at it. Let people talk about it. The flat earth thing falls flat on its face <laughs> if you drag it out into the light and let everyone laugh at it. It's a it it's it's a wrong opinion. You can hold it, and you can talk about it all you want. That's fine. Just drag it out into the light. It doesn't stand the test of science. doesn't stand the, any test out there, and eventually people just laugh at it, and it goes away. But <laughs> if you ban it from all your platforms, it becomes attractive, and it becomes like punk rock. People just wanted punk <laughs> rock because it was bad, because it was cool. So the banning th something just makes it unattainable, and people want it all the more. I don't think you yeah. actually accomplish what you want. I am for this, though. If I were elected president, one of my orders right from the top would be no, no nudity or pornography on a domain that is not .xxx. See, here's, but, but here's my thing with this. The reason for that, yes, you can still have your free speech, but you go on a .xxx domain so that all my libraries can block it, all my schools can block it, all, all, anybody who doesn't want it can easily ban it, and you police it through the internet service providers, so that if there's, and you know, if there is that content, it has to be on a .xxx domain. And I agree with you to an extent, but my struggle is is that not all nudity is sexual. I get it. And so, if you get into that, then how do you regulate 
So, so you're like, saying so for say, educational purposes, whether it's educate or artistic things, or you know, or or you know, whether it's paintings, whether it's sculptures, even something as simple well, I as get that, even something as simple as as a a a photograph of a breastfeeding mother or something like that. Like, how do you how do you get into the minutia of that and control? I agree with you on anything that is sexualized. Right. Completely agree. Right. But, but nudity is not innately sexual all the time. I think I know there are I people think, who would disagree with for, me on that. You know, nice purposes of it being used when people are not meaning or intending it, there could be another category that but it would have to be a specific domain that could be blocked if someone wanted to. I think we need to give people the power to actually block the parts of the internet that they want to block. Yeah. And I think that I think that needs to be something that we could do. I, I would uh, agree with I, that. Especially with pornography, that needs to be a thing. Yeah. Like I I think it, it's it's sad to me how hard some people work to get that stuff out of their life and how easily it yeah. just randomly pops up. Presents so itself. There needs totally. to be a way to block that, uh, block it well. And there, I, there are some third-party applications that do it right now, but I think we could uh, serve our public much better with violent, really violent imagery or, or really uh, awful imagery and putting it on a domain that's specific to that. And you still have your platform. You still have the responsibilities. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, White House, anything you want to do that has to do with the government, you want to go to .gov. Huh. .gov. Everything .gov is what you want, Matt Bears. Uh, what about how Disney is recycling their movies to market to <laughs> parents? Uh, I want the same. Uh, I want some original content. Yeah, I actually mentioned this a few weeks back in a podcast. Hot take for me, but I still believe it's true. I think we're beginning to see the... I, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of Disney as a creative force. I think Matt just inadvertently posted a pornographic link to us. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> yes, he did. But we can remove that. Um, but anyway, point in case, what was I saying? Oh, um, yeah, I think we're beginning to see the... I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of Disney as a creative force uh, because they are no longer creating anything new. Um, they're, they're, they're recycling a lot of things. People can point to Pixar, but even Pixar, um, that's separate enough from Disney that they're kind of still their own entity. They are owned by Is Disney in a lot of ways, but they're still... They've got a lot of autonomy in their creative process. Uh, but, I mean, think about it. When was the last time you saw something that was just pure Disney that was phenomenal? They're buying everything up. They're becoming this massive conglomerate of things. Um, I think they'll always exist. I think they, they'll be able to live off their old content for a long, long time. I just don't see anything unless somebody comes along uh, like Jeffrey Katzenberg did and revitalized their animation department in the 80s and 90s. I, I don't see them continuing as a massive creative force. And you're starting to see a lot of decline. I mean, like the, the new Star Wars uh, uh, theme park that they did as a part of, uh, of, I don't know if it was Disneyland or Disney World, which one, but it is not doing well uh, because it's just not playing on the things that people want to see about that. Um, it, it's just, it's as a creative force, it's lost a lot of its legs. So that's what I think, Matt Barris. Yeah, we could could see the end of Disney. I don't know, but... They're they're big enough now that they're almost the too big to fail thing. Yeah. In in Hollywood. Um, oh, what was uh, Megan Stapleton says we should do a new tournament, not the fear tournament, but with worship songs. Oh man, <laughs> I don't even know what's that. What are we looking for? The worst worship song or the <laughs> best worship do the song? The worst worship oh, song. I've already got it. It's Days of Elijah. <laughs> we already discussed this. Days of Elijah is the worst, worst, worst. Worse, worse than awesome God. Yes. 
<laughs> awesome God has its moments still. It does. There's still a moment everybody where you could do that and everybody's going to get on board with it, but you don't want to do it a lot. No, Everyone's you forget. can't overdo that no. one. Uh, on the porn topic, ideas uh, to reach and help our youth. Um, gosh. I cannot imagine being a teenager in the current climate of yeah. pornography and the, the current just inundation of it and the ease of access. Um, the biggest thing, honestly, I don't think is an advice for youth. I think it's advice for parents. Talk about this stuff, guys. Right. Talk about this stuff. And not in a, hey, you're going to get in trouble because I've, I've found this or because you may be into this. But, like, talk about it. Talk about it constantly. Um, ask Open about it. Open conversation is better than no conversation. If, if a kid knows that they're not going to get crucified for, for, or, or be shamed for it, um, that's going to go a long way in, in allowing conversation to happen because this kind of thing is only broken down if it's brought out in the open. It gets a lot smaller when it hits the air. Porn that's hidden is the porn that's addictive. Porn that's hidden is the one that's destructive. If you can get it out there and talk about it and get through it, it shrinks. It becomes much less right. of, a, of a monster in your life, and it's something that you can set aside and walk away and, from. And as parents, it's okay to talk about your experience. Totally. And... and, and Put it out there so that your kids know they're right. not weird. If, right. if they do run into a situation like that, you do find something, right. you are having that conversation. Be open with how you've transitioned in, in your growth and how that's happened. So yeah. uh, just talk talk through that. And if it's not a great story, go through it together and, and work your way out of yeah. it. But there there is, uh, I, I would say that even some counseling could work, you know, if it's if it's deeper, if it's buried in, the, in like... Uh, way down in like a kid memory, like where you were introduced to pornography way, way too young. I think counseling can help with yeah. that. Um, and, and kind of dealing with the root issue of some of that. If it's something that you found as a teenager, it's, it's, it's part of what Paul says, when I became a man, I put away childish things. There are some things about becoming a man that when you're a boy, there's like, okay, there's a lot of things going on here. Yeah. But when you become a man, there are some things that you need to put away. And that's part of it is understanding, okay, what is, what does my, what should my life look like when I'm 30, 40, 50, 60? What, right. and, and deciding well, and, early and, on where you're going to set your trajectory yeah. and what you have to do now to get there is, is a lot of right. what you're doing with your job. It's a lot of what you're doing with school. It's a lot of what you're doing in a lot of other areas is thinking beyond this moment and starting to look down the road. I yeah. think as, as teens develop and, and your brain starts to think further down the road, this is part of that. Like, yeah. who do I want to become? That, yeah. that type of thinking. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, I was a conservative Baptist who boycotted Disney and McDonald's, really showed them. <laughs> Look how they <laughs> suffered. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm a friend of God is not great. Yeah, uh, Lisa, I agree with you. I do not like Good Good Father. But for some reason, it something happens when you do it. It may be seasonal or whatever, but we've had some moments with that song. But no, I do not care for that. What did Stephanie say? Hang on. There we go. I don't see it. I don't see it either. It went away. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Everybody's just listening, listing why they hate worship songs. We can't do this. This is bad. This is just hating a worship <laughs> song. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, I really Every, know everybody has their saying. anthems that they love. Oh, and yeah. Everybody's anthem is somebody else's pet peeve. That's, that's true. 
Oh, but man. It happens. All right, what else you got for us, guys? Come on. We're, we're, we're almost lo- done. We're almost done. So we we're need rounding least, the corner. We if you got anything more, you're holding on to. We need a couple more good ones. Let it fly. Yeah. Shelly, had you just joined, say something interesting. <laughs> and here we are as we wait. That, that should be about it. Has any, anybody else you kicked a bad habit? Are we off of that? Oh, I'm trying to do it on the wrong computer. There we go. Vax or anti-vax, we've, we skipped over that yeah, because we've, we've done this. We have hit this at yeah. one time or another. We're we're varying degrees on this. I'm, Neither one of us. I'm both, a skeptic. Yeah. Just because of, yes. Anyway, yeah. I'm not going to fight you all on it. Yeah. If you want to get vaccinated, that's fine. Right. Uh, I'm definitely not a flu shot guy because I know how that thing's developed, and it's just a guess. It's a blind guess it's, of what the flu it's virus last, might be. It's last year's. It's last year's strain of the flu, well, which does not protect you from the mutated this year's strain. And they're of the trying flu. to get better at matching it up, right? Like where they're trying to get out ahead of it. But I, I don't trust it. We don't and do it, the. We don't do the flu shot. No, no. I don't do the flu shot. Um, but we've done all, all the other vaccinations. The the reality of it is that there are cases where vaccinations can cause problems for people. It is not as common as the internet would have you believe. But it is a very real thing for some people. They have they have genetic reasons why they react to vaccines. But I always think it's hilarious. My favorite is when I'll see somebody on the on an inter, on an internet uh, thread with this. They'll say, "My two year old used to be the sweetest, whatever, whatever, and then they got a vaccine, and now they're terrible." I'm like, "No, they turned two. That is what happened to that child. It is not <laughs> like their personality changed overnight because of that." I'm like, no, no, no. For some people, it actually does, though. Oh well, like not, the shots actually do change your personality. I have there, yet there to see some. anything that is that is anything outside of just somebody saying that on the internet. That's fine. That's that's been my experience thus far. Yeah, I'm not going to expose anybody's medical history that's not mine. So, I I just am not going there, but uh I I will say I think we should be free from the government telling us that we have to because the government has two tools in its arsenal. Yes. They can tax you or they can shoot you. Agreed. And and or jail or, you. Well, jail you, but whatever they do, they do it at the point of a gun. Agreed. So if they're taking you to jail, they have a gun behind that Agreed. in case you don't go. So I don't think that guns or taxes should be involved with vaccination. So I'm kind of the guy that's like, hey, if you want to put it out there, that's a great idea for everybody to do. How about you do that? That's yes. fine. But that's the limit as to where the government can go. And I would they agree. Can use, they can use, uh, what is that, the national public, uh, not public broadcast system. What am I thinking of? The ad ad council, yes. whatever that is. That's an arm of the it. government totally. where they can go out and say, hey, it's a good idea to invest your money and not spend it all today. It's a good idea to get vaccinated as opposed to not. It's a good idea to wear your seatbelt or we might fine you, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So when they're doing all those promos, put vaccines in there, but don't ever come to someone's house with a gun and take away their kids because they didn't vaccinate them. Agreed. That's ridiculous. I completely and those agree. of you that, that support a lot of uh, undocumented immigrants coming into this country, do you want guns coming to their house for that reason? Because <laughs> a lot of times the reason somebody might come undocumented is because the documenting part of that process that coming in, we talked about this with Nelson. One of the things that you have to prove is that you are up to date on all your vaccinations. Right. You have to prove that what country you're a citizen of and all that. There's a lot part of the documents that you're supposed to show that make you an undocumented in- immigrant is that you don't have the vaccination. So I'm just saying part of part of being compassionate here as Americans and maintaining freedoms is that we can't have the government telling us what to do in this regard. 
you can't have the government getting involved in healthcare for that reason and Agreed. for a number of others. Yes. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> there you go. Field house. <laughs> now people are sending us links because we opened up the vaccine debate. That's great. So. Yes. Hey, Eric, hey. you got here just in time for us to sign off, essentially, because we're about to do yeah, that. That's okay. We're going to sign off. We are. We kind of reached the end of it. I'm so glad we got back to do this. Yes. We won't have a podcast next week because I will be across in the Japan. pond. In Japan. I'll be across the Pacific Ocean. Yes. But I'll be ready to do one when I come back. Yes. So it'll be good. Yes, yes. And hopefully we get Kayla on soon. Kayla, yes, we will. Still She's listening. off still for several weeks, so yeah. we'll get her on here. We've but, had uh, Jess on. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we always love doing these. Uh, hopefully the next time we do this, we don't have to do the vaccine thing again. Cause this is like the third time we've had is that to do the it. Third time? It's like the third time. Yeah, I think we did one again. on a podcast and we've done a couple on here, but that always comes up. It's always a thing. Yeah. But anyway, vaccines, tattoos, and you guys didn't even bring up alcohol. I'm so proud of you. I know it's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive anyway. But yeah, guys, we will see you the next time around and, uh, we'll have a podcast out in a couple of weeks. Uh, so hopefully Sheldon's going to have a great trip to Japan and going to come back with a bunch of weird stories because it's Japan. And a lot more fish in my stomach. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in a while. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.